You're listening to Don's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. No, I'm Nick. And made another disappointing loss, this time to a highly credentialed Geelong. But uh, it definitely started well, didn't it? Yeah, it did, mate. We came pumping right out of the blocks and uh, you, know, you thought, Jesus, like they've they've planned for this. Um, you know, it just seemed like we had an answer for everything uh, in terms of whenever Geelong got the ball, our pressure was uh, was really good. Uh, anytime they uh, sort of fumbled the ball, we were able to uh, sort of grab it and, and run with it and uh, get scoring opportunities. Um, I think the realistically, at the end of the day, uh, you know, we did get plenty of opportunities to go, but uh, just weren't able to nail them. Um, but realistically, throughout the game, uh, we just saw that our effectiveness going forward with the footy uh, is still sorely lacking. Um, and uh, that was a major difference in the end where Geelong were just able to make more of their opportunities and really make us pay uh, whenever we uh, we coughed it up. Yeah, we roasted them for inside 50s. But uh, as you say, mate, if you can't use the ball correctly going forward, it will come back out just as fast. And mm. that's basically what happens. And Geelong's probably... As good as anyone, or yeah, right up there with Melbourne as a rebounding side. Now, um, mate, uh, yeah, Darcy Parrish, you know, yeah, extended his great form, mm. um, and won yet another medal, uh, adding the Tom Willis uh, medal for best on ground in the country game. Yeah, uh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, really good effort by him. Um, you can almost see in Darcy, you didn't want to win that award. Um, mm. You know, it must feel hollow when you lose a game. And uh, But having said that, uh, you know, that 28 contested possessions is huge. Um, mm. So he's in a you know, real vein of form. Um, pleasingly, Josh Marnie has mentioned that both Jake Stringer and Darcy Pan- uh, Parrish are heading likely to, uh, you know, extend their deals of the Bombers. Um, and we're hearing that could happen over the next couple of weeks. So um, signing those two up will be, uh, you know, well, they're the two main signatures we want now. So, um, yeah, that's a pleasing news uh, despite the loss. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, it shows that while we're not getting the wins uh, on the board, you know, the blokes are, you know, believing in the... Uh, sort of system game plan uh, that we're building in there. They believe in the list that we're building. Uh, so really positive signs to see, uh, you know, a suite of uh, re-signings uh, in recent weeks. And, yeah, Stringer and Parrish should certainly uh, complement those very nicely. Yeah, and then he, uh, even when he's doing his speech uh, after accepting the award, um, just something I took, you know, just a few words that I took, you know, Great strength from was uh, he said uh, yeah unfortunately we didn't get the win but um, yeah I I feel we're coming yeah we're yeah uh, it's not far away so um, that talks about the belief and I'm sure that would have a a big say on him extending his deal so um, if Darcy Parrish is starting to feel that hey we get this all together you know we've got to remember we've still got a number of players out that you know potentially play big roles next year. Um, yep. you, know, you only have to look at Andy McGrath, Joey Caldwell, uh, Dylan Shield. Mm. Yeah, there's so many. Michael Hurley, uh, who knows if he's going to come back next year. But, you know, there's so many players that are out of this side 
Uh, so it's not like we've got a full strength side. But having said that, mate, I looked at the draw, and uh, yeah, yeah, our last seven games, uh, I really only the Bulldogs game seems out of reach at the moment. Um, yeah, I really think we're a chance in every other game. Yeah, and and why not? Um, and realistically, you know the way AFL footy is these days. Uh, if you're slightly off, uh, and we're we're on the up, uh, there's no reason why we couldn't even take on a a Bulldogs outfit. I mean, they're they're very good. Um, you know, quite a, a well drilled side, um, and they're hard at it. So. Uh, I don't think any of our games are going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination. But um, in any case, you know, with these games all being in Melbourne um, and, you know, with, with guys hopefully uh, coming back from injury into the side, uh, you know, I think the belief's there. And uh, if we can stick to our systems and structures, um, yeah, there's no reason why we could not, couldn't knock off a few sides. I don't think we'll um, be able to make the eight at this stage, but... You know, you you never know. It's a it's a long season. Um, was it twenty three rounds now? So um, plenty of time to go. But um, look, the, the I guess the thing from an Essendon perspective is like this year is so much um, great promise in terms of the development of guys, uh, new blokes coming through. Uh, that uh, yeah, even if we don't make the eight this year, we'll reload, have a big preseason, and uh, yeah, really look forward to the two thousand twenty two season. Uh, it's pleasing to see Aaron Francis back at training. So he's come back from South Australia and he's back, uh, you know, it was at training today. And uh, we're hearing reports that uh, Zach Reed is a very strong chance to play this Friday. Um, so it'd be nice to have another look at another top 10 draft pick, mate, in Zach Reed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it looks like Tex Walker might be out. So coming up against the Crows, um, you know, in Melbourne. It uh, should be a game we really, you know, pencil in and, you know, we've got to win it first. But, mm. you know, it'd be very interesting to see the makeup of the side because as we talk about the game against Geelong, there's quite a few players that probably didn't put their hand up as high as they should have. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, the, the thing is with a young list, um, you know, you got players that are obviously tired. Uh, you know, you look at a bloke like Nick Cox, uh, he, looked, he looked absolutely buggered. Um, but, you know, I suppose... Unfortunately, due to um, you know, a suite of injuries, uh, we don't have the depth to uh, necessarily uh, just chuck these guys back in the two and have a, a sort of like-for-like -like replacement uh, come in. Uh, but be that as it may, I mean, um, you know, I'm sure the guys have uh, you know, appreciated and learned from um, you know, each and every single game they've played in the red and black. And um, certainly that, that goal of... Uh, I think it was 15 games um, yeah, for each of these players to try and you know, blood them uh, early, effectively. Like that's sort of been reached for most of them, uh, if not very close to. Um, so if we give them a rest or two, you know, that's, that's not a bad thing. Bring someone else in, give someone else a shot. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, whether Zach Reed uh, gets his go, potentially gets the Raleigh Philthorpe or um, something like that uh, will be, Obviously exciting, um, but uh, yeah, I'm sure uh, you know Rutten and the coaching group will uh, move the chess pieces around and uh, hopefully give us the best opportunity to uh, snag that win. All right, all right. Well, why don't we get into the game itself, mate, from Friday night? Um, and we're recording this Monday, so uh, it seems like a, a fair while ago. Mm. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I still remember the great start we had and uh, Jake Stringer's goal uh, definitely complemented that. Yeah, absolutely. It was just um, like the boys just worked it really smartly around the wing and, you know, obviously Jake Stringer be able to crumb that one to kick an absolute beauty uh, was just a fantastic start. Um, yeah, then the, the ball sort of bobbled around up both ends before Draper took a mark, uh, but you know, his kick was a bit shallow, so he wasn't able to score. Uh, and then our next chance came through uh, Merritt. Uh, he just threw a beautiful pass to Ham through traffic. Uh, unfortunately, though, mate, um, it was just a point. Uh, and the same result would come when Stringer had an all or nothing shot from the boundary and unfortunately got nothing on this occasion. But um, had another shot soon after for yet another point. So we're getting plenty of looks at it, but um, yeah, just weren't able to... Uh, put anything on the um, on the scoreline sufficiently, uh, and then after having all that play, the Cats made a breakthrough, and Hawkins seemed to, you know, look to dribble through a certain goal. But Hardy, yeah, sort of brought back memories of Fletch, mate, uh, with a great save on the goal line. Yeah, he put in the afterburners to get there, and uh, looked for all money. It was going to be a goal, but yeah, it was a relief that he got there, and uh, you know. It was just the one behind. Um, Jake Stringer, wouldn't be long before he got his second goal, mate. Yeah, absolutely ripper. Um, you know, he grabbed the footy, ran inside 50 and shrugged a tackle, sold some candy and snapped through an absolute ripper. Uh, and uh, through the commentary um, and a little bit in the newspapers this week, mate, uh, they basically said, oh, Jake Stringer, he doesn't lower his eyes. You know, he's... Always like looking to score and stuff like that. Like, look, I know everything in moderation, but to be fair, that's the kind of player he is. You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. a he's a little bit all or nothing at times. And um, yeah, I, I'd give him the green light to do that because when he does does it well, gee, it's uh, exhilarating to watch. Yeah, exactly. And I guess the thing um, is like he's getting all these scoring opportunities um, now. He's quite difficult to actually get scoring opportunities and he sort of makes them out of nothing. Um, so while he might not always be accurate, another player might not even get that scoring opportunity at all. Um, and certainly Jake has demonstrated over like, plenty of games at Essendon, let alone over his career, uh, that he is capable of, of kicking these great goals. Yes, you'd love him to have a bit more poise and um, to actually kick them through or, um, yeah, potentially find a target. But um, it's... Jakey's uh, ability to, I guess that that footy IQ he's got um, that allows him to have these shots at goal. So you'd rather him have that shot uh, than to stuff around with it, which is what we've done for for years. Um, where we don't even get that shot at goal, and he gets it slung out of our forward fifty and straight up the other end. So no, I'm I'm, I'm happy to wear the uh, the missed shots at goal when they come from Jakey because when they come off, um, geez, it's great to see. And talk us through uh, Tipper's first goal of the night. Yeah, mate. Um, you know, it was actually uh, just some great work. We were able to move it up the ground and just some great movement. And when Zeret kicked it inside 50, uh, Tipper was able to crumb it and snap through a beauty, mate. And he was on because it wasn't long after. <laughs> goal number two uh, off a shark. Yeah, absolutely. Like he, uh, he nailed um, Atkins in a tackle. Uh, to get another shot on goal from 30 out. And, of course, he, 
He dobbed it. Um, but I have to say, that all started from a great tackle on the wing from Devin Smith. Like, they showed the footage after that goal. And Dev would have run from, oh, I reckon, about 30 metres away um, to actually make that tackle. Uh, so, fantastic work to him. And, yeah, good on the Bombers for being able to make him pay. Yeah, I think he put in, uh, they said he got up to 30 k's an hour, right, um, with that chase. Um, yeah, better going. Yeah, uh, probably slightly quicker than me, but um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, yeah, he was it, like that was that was actually pleasing because it actually gave you some um, insight that uh, yeah, his knee mustn't be that bad if he can run that at those kind of speeds. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we've had some concerns about his overall fitness, um, but yeah, that that was pleasing to see in a straight line at least um, he could run. That yeah, and that's the that's the point. I sort of think you know because it was just straight line running. I wonder whether it's a, a sort of medial thing where he, he can't sort of um, he doesn't have that mobility or agility uh, to go in between, um, you know, moving left to right or, or whatever. Um, so, but like it was good to see him uh, up and about and running. I do have to mention though, James. Like there are a couple of um, I suppose disappointing um, efforts where. Our matchups just seem to be funny. Like um, Snelling, you know, he's obviously a, a smaller guy. Came into the the squad, and I thought he played quite a good game actually. Uh, but he ended up playing defence on um, Isaac Smith for a while. Um, he got sort of out muscled and out positioned um, by Smith, and Smith was able to take the mark and um, should have had a shot at goal. But he actually gave it up to Guthrie, who um, yeah, basically got cramped up for space and. Missed from 20 out, which was fortunate for us. Uh, and then, you know, uh, there was that... Uh, it should have been an opportunity through Waterman, um, but Waterman just kicked it straight to the Cats defence. And, I mean, we see, we saw that against Melbourne uh, the week before. Now, we know the Cats are a strong defensive outfit. Um, so I, I would have hoped that Waterman would have learned his lessons there. Uh, but, unfortunately, you know, we just weren't able to uh, work through there. Um their, their defense to get opportunities, and that was um, really uh, the start of the story of the night. Uh, but look, you know, following um, that goal from uh, Tipper, you know, right at the death, uh, Ridley was called for deliberate out of bounds right on the goal line. Uh, you know, the free got paid to Jeremy Cameron. Uh, the free, I don't know, I suppose you could see it, I, I think it was pretty harsh. Um, it to be paid, uh, but Cameron was, uh, yeah. I was going to say, just jump in, mm. they're always going to pay that, especially down at Geelong. Mm. Um, and I think that's for Rid's development. Um, sometimes it's just better to give them the behind, you know mm. what I mean? Like, you've got yep. pressure, yep. you've got perceived pressure. Um, you're not going to be called for deliberate uh, behind, but yeah, every opportunity to get paid deliberate out of bounds. And um, as you saw, it was costly, wasn't it? Because um, the umpire made Cameron stay on that really tight angle, mm. uh, and that's just showed his class that he, he snapped it regardless. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I would have liked Rids, um, and this is all you know, uh, you know, easy for me to say watching TV. But yeah, I think you know, for his development, just know your positioning, know where the game's at, mm. and like you know, sometimes just give up the behind. We get possession of the ball, and it's our turn to set up. And as we know, the sign would have sound anyway. But um, yeah, uh, it was costly because 
who knows what kind of psychological uh, effect that had on the Cats. Because mm. um, as we saw in the second quarter, as we talk about soon, um, they certainly uh, were a different side after that first goal. Yeah, certainly were, mate. But, uh, you know, going into that first quarter break, uh, we ended up um, up by basically three goals. So four goals, 226 to Geelong's one goal, 1-7. Um, and as you said, mate, uh, perhaps that red time goal gave them that bit of belief because, uh, you know, uh, they really uh, attacked us from there. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, pretty, got pretty scary for a while there. Um, but as we started that quarter, you know, there was another deliberate uh, out of bounds got paid, this time on hind. Uh, with Dalhouse kicking it behind, fortunately, but then uh, the Cats got another free kick to Tui. Um, but, you know, in any case, Jeremy Cameron marked the ball. So the result would have been the same, I think. Um, and it was a goal to the Cats. Yeah, I just thought, oh, they've settled here, the Cats. Um, you know, we really need, you know, one of the things we've talked about all year, mate, is uh, stopping those runs of consecutive goals mm. um, when the other team gets possession and, uh, you know, wins a couple of goals themselves. Being able to get that one in the middle to stop the run. Yeah. Um, and it was a clear case on the night that we couldn't do that. Yeah, that's exactly it. And to me, there was also that, um, I guess, lack of experience for, for guys who were, you know, learning positions. Um, uh, you know, you saw Jeremy Cameron outwork Stuart uh, to mark a footy inside 50. And that was just body positioning and, and smart running. Uh, and Cameron was good enough to kick the goal and they were just six points down. Now, we, we had a few entries after that, but only managed um, a rush behind before Cameron marked again inside 50 and uh, kicked straight uh, yeah. to get back to a one-point game. Yeah, danger signs. Um, and uh, I'm not talking about danger field, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was danger signs for us because uh, Cameron was marking everything. Uh, yeah. And we saw him go for a fitness test, mate. Um, and I'm kind of... You know, uh, I think we're kind of lucky. Mm. Uh, in the end, that hamstring bothered him enough to get him off the ground. Because mm. uh, he might, who knows, he may have gone on to kick 10 um, yeah. the way he was playing. Um, mm. it, as it was, uh, as we know, uh, shortly after Tom Hawkins started to take up the uh, the offense after that. But uh, yeah. it seemed a strange decision by Geelong to play Cameron when you've given the guy a fitness test. And uh, yeah, almost like, you know, you don't like to see anyone injured, but like, almost like serve yourself right. Like, that's you got a warning sign there. The player's got some awareness mm. and you're playing through that. Um, yeah, the risks and rewards, but uh, where Geelong are positioned, um, surprised they took that risk. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, because it's not like they they don't have anyone else to play that position. Um, you know, certainly they got uh, the cattle there. You know, even if they didn't have a, a like for like uh, in the emergencies or um, as their sort of medical sub, like you, you just look at the blokes that were playing. You know, you know Reece Stanley, uh, obviously Hawkins. Um, yeah, they've got plenty of tall timber that um, that they could have thrown down there. So um, yeah, it was a strange one, and obviously we've seen um, our reports now that he's going to be out for several weeks. Uh, yeah, potentially four or five. Um, if not more, which isn't ideal coming into, you know, not that far away from finals really by the, by the time that rolls around. But uh, 
a strange one, but you know, by that time he'd, he'd done his job on, on us and the damage was done. Um, yeah, so Geelong got another point through Smith and all of a sudden it was a tired game. And then uh, after Hind got called throwing the ball, uh, Blitzarves marked inside 50 and hit Hawkins, who was uh, able to run into goal. Um, though uh, Snelling, I did notice, uh, just helped Hawkins slightly uh, into the post. Yes. He did, um, but uh, yeah, the damage was done, unfortunately. And it seemed from that, you know, the cats were, you know, cats were away basically, and um, yeah, we just could not contain them. Like as you say, we'd go forward, but we just had no real direction up there. Yeah. It was a dirty night for uh, Carl Hooker. You know, he just couldn't mark anything because uh, he, let's face it, he had some good defenders on him, but. Um, yeah, it was a very hard night for him and also um, Harry Jones and the like. So um, it's something we're still going to work on. But, yeah, not long after that, mate, we uh, saw Jeremy Cameron go off and he looked in a bit of discomfort. Mm. So I was kind of relieved at that. I thought, beauty, um, he, he'd been near Spark. Um, let's say that kind of brings the mood down. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> There was no uh, no sign of that when uh, Patrick Dangerfield kicked the goal. Nah, uh, and that's it. Like they were, all of a sudden, there were two goals up, and um, you know, then they kicked a seventh straight goal through Gary Rowan, and that had them three goals up. Uh, luckily, though, uh, Harrison Jones had uh, been pretty quiet. Uh, he popped up in the forward fifty to mark and had his arms chopped by by Hawkins, and uh, he was good enough to go back and kick it. Yeah, um, it, was, it was a much-needed goal. As you say, seven in a row is a bit worrying. And I remember speaking to you at halftime, mate, um, and I said, are we watching the same game? Because I'm sure at quarter time we're up by you know, four goals. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it felt like oh, three goals it was, but you know, for most of that quarter we're up by four goals. Mm. Um, I said, now we're like you know, four goals down ourselves. So it was a real pretty big turnaround. But, uh, you know, to close out the quarter... Uh, to make things worse, uh, Hawkins would kick goals two and three. Yeah, and that was it. Just it was just one of those nights where things weren't going our way. Now uh, Draper uh, tried to slap the ball through for a point uh, to rush it through, but it just landed like perfectly in Hawkins' lap, and he was able to run in for another goal. And then uh, yet another deliberate call in their fifty gave Hawkins that shot at goal and. Of course, he's a he's a very good goal kicker, mate, and he kicked it through. And all of a sudden, there were four goals up, and we ended the half. Uh, Geelong nine goals three fifty seven to our five goals three thirty three. Yeah, it was a bitterly disappointing second quarter, and um, yeah, they noted that Geelong had kicked five goals from stoppage clearances, um, which is huge in one quarter. Mm. So. Um, yeah, I'm sure that'll be something we'll work on over the course of this week. Uh, you know, we just had to show a bit more fight and I was hoping like the halftime break had come at the right time and hopefully, um, you know, Truck would readdress them and, you know, we'd see a, you know, a little bit more direction going inside 50 mm. and um, maybe even slow the play down because Geelong were loving slingshotting after it would come out of our forward line, they would come straight back out of their end and inevitably kick a goal. 
Yeah, that's the thing. And look, as we came out, like it did look like, you know, perhaps we're able to right this ship. Um, you know, we got our first chance through Zach Merritt and he didn't let us down, mate. Uh, that was, uh, dare I say, a bit of a captain's, uh, like I know he's not the captain yet, but I think he's practising. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, maybe a precursor to his uh, captain role, mate. One day that he has to go back and kick those because um, you know, you've got to take the pressure off your side and do whatever you can to you know reassess where the game's at. So it was, it was a good goal, um, and we know Zach Merritt's not um, a noted goal kicker regularly, uh, but it was great to see him go back and kick that one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, down the other end, Tui launched one from outside 50, uh, but just registered a point there. Then we had a chance when uh, Smith looked to be running inside 50 uh, with Jake Stringer running alongside him. Uh, but I feel like he wasted it. Like he tried to launch it from outside 50, I think, and uh, you know thought he might be able to skid it through. Um, but you know, it didn't end up with anything other than a point, which I thought really um, he was overestimating his uh, his abilities there. And if he really thought the shot from there was the best opportunity, I think he really should have gave it to Jakey Stringer, who's a, probably more of a bit of a higher percentage uh, to be able to kick something like that. So I thought that was a bit disappointing. Yeah, I noticed with those two, and and I know they're very good friends, but um, if you watch them during the game, mate, they're always yelling at each other. So mm. um, I think they're both right on the edge during games. Mm. Um, and they've always got plenty of advice for one another. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I noticed that interaction after that play that you just mentioned. Yeah, well, uh, look, after that, you know, we tried to keep it in our 50 and Parrish was good enough to, uh, you know, he tried to tap it out. Then it sort of ended back with him and he was good enough to scoop it up off the deck and bend it through at a tight angle on his left, mate. Uh, it was classy goal, like... And that's one of the things Darcy has that, yeah, a lot of these mids don't. And he has good goal awareness um, and he'll have a crack. So um, there was a beauty. And, uh, yeah, it was a lot of contested ball there too. It was not, no easy handball. It was you had to win the ball at the cold place and then try and score. So it was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we kept scrapping. Uh, we had another shot on goal through Peter Wright, uh, but just managed the behind there. Uh, and then he actually went down in defence and took a great mark there, um, you know, sliding in to mark the footy. Um, but then when he went to kick the footy, he slipped over. Um, so it was a bit of a hero to zero moment uh, and the cats pounced on it. Um, fortunately, they only kicked a point through that. Um, yeah, and then as we were trying to work it up our end of the ground, it sort of got taken by the cats, kicked back, but Parish ended up taking a huge contested mark on the wing, and it certainly uh, took me by surprise, mate. Because um, certainly his marking power isn't something that uh, you know I've sort of noticed him for. Um, and then he pumped it inside fifty, and Waterman was able to crumb it, uh, but only managed a minor score there. So, you know, these are more chances we had, um, you know, to claw back that lead, but just weren't able to. Uh, make the most of those opportunities. And by that stage, we were within two goals, mate. Uh, but then uh, Ham got nailed in a danger field tackle uh, and showed a real lack of game awareness for mine. Um, and Myers ended up with a footy and uh, kicked the goal. Yeah, well, 
if Ham was anywhere, yeah, if he could hear actually through my TV screen, mate. Um, <laughs> I just kept yelling, kick it! <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, he just, uh, yeah, like you say, mate, that's a good point. He just had no awareness. Um, and, you know, I'm sure he'll learn from that as well. But, you know, against good sides like Geelong, you have to think that pressure's coming your way. Mm. And he, he did take it pretty laconically, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, then Stringer tried to get us back in the hunt. Uh, he burst out of the square and kicked it for about 65, but uh, only managed the point on this occasion. And uh, sure enough, as we missed opportunities, Hawkins down the other end dubbed his fourth at the other end. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, he just felt it was game over. Yeah, we'd done well in that first part of that third quarter. You know, we got this margin back to 11 points. Mm. Um, and it felt like we were working our way back into the game. But as I said, those constant you know, mistakes throughout the game. And and like I said, I, I don't want to go about it every week, but it always feels like the umpires want to kill us. Um, <laughs> you know, I know in that second quarter, mate, they had like 11 free kicks to one at one stage, Geelong. So, um yeah, like I know you, you can't always say a free kick, free kick, free kick, but I mean, surely it makes the game a bit easier <laughs> if you get the bulk of them. But um, yeah, we just couldn't make any inroads and uh, we got a last rush behind, but that was uh, about it for the third quarter. That's it, mate. Um, yeah, so we ended at 21 points down, so seven goals, 850 to the Cats, 11 goals, 571. So you know, not insurmountable, but um, certainly a, a tough ask at Cadinia Park. Um, so we started that fourth quarter, uh, you know, rush one through early for them uh, before Cox kicked it straight to a Cats jumper. Uh, luckily ended up in just the one more point. And I've got to tell you, mate, like seeing that, um, yeah, yeah, I really felt for Cox. You're thinking this bloke's just out on his legs. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's stuffed. Um but, you know, for the rest of it, you know, our pressure was actually pretty good, um, but our entries were poor. Uh, Waterman even tried bombing one from outside 50, but it was shallow uh, with uh, no score even registered there. Uh, Dev Smith had a snap of goal that looked good up until the last moment where it um, hit the post. Um, you know, then Isaac Smith had half a chance and socket a goal through for Geelong, so... It just seemed like one of their nights. And then, um, you know, Hawkins uh, then marked an absolute worm burner uh, and kicked, you know, the footy from about 50 metres out to get his fifth. And you just thought the rot was in. Yeah, it was very disappointing. You know, we'd beaten plus 100 in percentage and you thought it was going to take a real hit in that last quarter um, because Geelong looked like they were loading up, especially after Gary Rowan... uh, yeah, you know, had a miss, but uh, mm. they were getting plenty of possessions up there. They certainly were. But uh, look, Jake Stringer wasn't giving up and he uh, came out and kicked a nice goal from just inside 50 after Jones took a good grab to release him. Um, but unfortunately for us, the Cats weren't done as Hawkins went back and kicked his sixth. Yeah, a huge night, six goals. Uh, and you got to remember, some of that was with a wet footy. Mm. So you got to take your hat off to him. Um, He's a very good player, and you know, for a player who's 33 years old, um, you know, his strength's always been a big key to his game. Mm. And um, you know, James Stewart just you know, tried as he might, uh, just could not compete with him. 
Yeah. Uh, especially when the delivery was so good. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, look, Grian Myers, for them, finished us off uh, with a goal from about 50 metres out. And uh, that was... That was basically the game, mate. So we ended up losing 15 goals, 8, 98 to our 8 goals, 9, 57. So 41 point drubbing. Yeah, very disappointing. Um, you heard Truck throughout the week saying, you know, we, we haven't really challenged the top four side and this was another opportunity to do so, even though Geelong were fifth. Um, you know, they were still you know, regarded as a top four side. So, um I think we've seen the gap, but also I'm not all doom and gloom. Like it's our first time we went down to Cadinia Park since '93, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one thing to take out of that is I don't think we're going to play them down there in finals if we ever make them. Um, <laughs> so I, like Geelong, yeah, you know, obviously can play that game the ground very well, and we haven't had that many goes at it, even though we played a preseason game there. But um, yeah, no. To me, um, it's disappointing the way we lost uh, after such a promising start. But as you said, mate, I, I kind of all our younger players look really tired, um, and I just think that uh, you know maybe some match selections seemed a bit strange. You know, especially the Matt Guelphy, uh, you know, making him the medical sub unless he had a bit of a concern like he had nine tackles the week before yeah uh seems strange that yeah you, know, you bring in tom cutler who's not renowned for doing the hard work like that no. um yeah I, I think i'd reward matt guelphy for nine tackles then uh bring in tom cutler but you know obviously match committee must have their reasoning uh but yeah there's a there was a few questionable decisions let's say um you know with their selections uh mm. But you know, ultimately, I don't think it would have mattered who we played, uh, you know, who we played in their place. I, I just think Geelong had the, the, the more sound game plan on the night. And um, yeah, so, as I said, mate, I'm not giving up this season. Uh, you know, it's unlikely we'll make the finals. But I, as I said to you earlier, still think in most games this will be a real chance to, um, you know, do well. Yeah, absolutely. Um... You know, look, a, f- a few sort of stats that stood out to me, Jane, was, um, you know, we had 62 inside 50s to Geelong's 45. Um, so, like, we're getting enough entries, getting enough opportunities, uh, but the efficiency inside 50 was where we really shot ourselves in the foot. So we went at 29% um, to Geelong's 55.6. Now, that's a lot of opportunities. We're just coughing up. Um, uh, which is really unfortunate there. Disposals, yeah, they had 30 more disposals. Um, yeah, most of those uh, sort of contested there. Yeah, obviously quite a quality outfit. Uh, clearances, they sort of beat us out there, 48 to our 34. Uh, stoppages, particularly, 38 to our 22. Um, but really, it was just that efficiency and, and our marking power, which was quite limited. Uh, you know, they got 99 marks to our 66. Um, now, when you you know, you're not getting your hands in the footy and uh, certainly not being able to be composed uh, when you are, uh, you know, trying to work it up the ground and slow it down when you need to. Um, that's big. But, you know, in terms of marks inside 50, they were able to get 13 uh, to our five. Um, so, yeah, really, 
sort of shows there that we have a long way to go in terms of structuring our forward line, in terms of running patterns for the forwards um, before we are, you know, going to be considered, um, you know, it's a well-functioning side. I think our defence is pretty good. Uh, I think our midfield is showing a lot of uh, promise and depth, uh, but our forward line is really where we need to focus on uh, to uh, sort of shore us up because, you know, as, as try as we might um, to get opportunities, we're getting those. Um, so that's great, but we have to actually be able to make the most of them. So um, I think those stats in the night really showed where we need to work on uh, because there's a lot of good stuff, um, you know, in terms of our possession rate, in terms of tackles, like we had 66 to their 52. Tackles inside 50, we had 15 to their four. So the work's there. Like the, it's not like, um, you know, we can't say that the work ethic um, isn't there. I think, you know, four-quarter efforts that we've seen, it's the class disposal, it's the composure that we uh, lack right now. Hopefully the games into these younger players um, is really going to uh, sort of consolidate and facilitate that that sort of development for them. Um, and certainly a, a big pre-season will be in store uh, for the young boys, I'm sure, at the end of the year. Um, but as you said, Jane, the year isn't over yet. So uh, we've got, uh, what is it, six more, six or seven more games to play. Um, seven to go, I think. Yeah, seven to go. And, you know, um, in terms of the mathematical equations, um, yeah, we're not completely out of finals contention. So who knows what we can conjure. But, uh, yeah, certainly a lot of good signs, um, even though we're not getting the wins for now. All right. Well, why don't we have a break, mate? And we'll come back with our Don's Cast Medal votes. you're listening to the Don's Cast. Now, mate, it's uh, time for the Don's Cast medal votes. As always, you always go first, and I'm expecting to hear Darcy Parrish at some stage. Yeah, well, I suppose he had an all right night. Nah, um, obviously, mate, uh, he's got me five votes. But as always, I'll go from the, the bottom. Um, so for one vote for me, I went for the captain, Dyson Heppel. Um, look, I, I thought it was really trying night for our defenders. Um you know, as we sort of mentioned, uh, you know, going through the game, um, yeah, you obviously had Jeremy Cameron on fire, uh, and then Tom Hawkins took over from there. Um, so they really had their hands full with a really experienced and well functioning forward line. And I thought Pepple really uh, stood up there, um, yeah, helped keep us structured. You know, in terms of his own game, like he racked up the 25 disposals. Um, yeah, and used it fairly well. And I think about, you know, a or was it 75% or, um, uh, yeah, sort of, yeah, 70 odd percent. Sorry. Um, so used it fairly well. Um, took a few marks, um, couple of tackles, but, um, it really was his leadership down there that, um, sort of stood out to me. You know, we've still got a, a quite young and developing, um, uh, back six there. Uh, Jimmy Stewart, um, obviously had his, Hands full, um, you know, obviously you had Hind, you had Lav uh, at different times trying to wrestle their opponents. And, um, it was just that uh, leadership from Heppel, his, his poise, his ability to calm things down down there and uh, make sure we continue to operate as a solid defensive unit. And I thought that uh, that deserved a vote there. Uh, for my two votes, I went for um, Ridley. I thought, uh, yeah, he played a really solid game for us. Uh, 17 disposals, 13 kicks and... Uh, with Ridley, like he's just such a, 
a, a beautiful mover. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was able to take six marks and uh, laid a few tackles as well, uh, which was just excellent, um, yeah, as well as the 288 metres gain there. Uh, the thing I really found um, excellent from his game was 11 intercept possessions, uh, which is just huge. Used the ball at 94% uh, and had seven contested possessions. I, I thought um, just uh, the way he's able to, um, you know, uh, think through different situations to help us get us back uh, going forward. Um, you know, obviously his, his possession rate is down from earlier in the year, but I think we all recognise that earlier in the year he was getting some of those, uh, I suppose, cheaper possessions, uh, just kicking out all the time, whereas now he's, he's really working for them. Um, and I thought the way he uh, yeah, sort of worked over his opponents at, at various uh, times of the game was, uh, was excellent, so I thought he he played quite well for us. Um, Zach Merritt had to go for the three votes. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, to rack up, what, 36 disposals uh, with 21 kicks, um, you know, uh, really showed that you know, he's, he's, his hunger for the contest uh, hasn't waned all this season. He's uh, just produced such a consistent season. Uh, took five marks and seven tackles, which was absolutely huge for mine. His work rate is absolutely through the roof. Um, and, you know, even though his disposal at times was a bit iffy, like he um, actually went at 64% disposal efficiency, um, he had to work bloody hard to get the footy. Seven contested his, uh, possessions, um, but also had five score involvements uh, and three intercept possessions. I thought uh, uh, the way he was able to help us moving inside 50 with uh, sort of nine inside 50 entries uh, was excellent. But unfortunately, just the way our forwards structured and or the lack of structure and, and leading patterns and that kind of thing, I think we weren't able to make um, you know, the best uh, use of that. Um, but to kick that goal as well um, just showed, you know, that was a, a really important uh, goal at that time of the match and I uh, took the responsibility on and, and kicked it through. So absolutely excellent to see. So I thought he had a fantastic game for us. Uh, four votes actually went for Jakey Stringer. Now, there were, there were times in the game where he, oh, I felt he was sort of um, out of it for a bit. Uh, but then other times where he, he just took the, the ball under his wing and he said, no, nah, bugger this, I'm, I'm going to try and win it off my own beat, which I absolutely love about him. I uh, ended up with the 25 disposals, Jane, um, and, you know, used it, uh, used it fairly well. So, you know, for his... Uh, for his disposals, he actually went at sixty uh, percent. Now, that doesn't sound um, super high, but when you you think you know he's um, had those shots at goal, um, he's he just he's a burst player. He's trying to get out of packs, and uh, I suppose to our guys going forward, like he was able to affect six score involvements um, and had twelve contested possessions. So uh, his work work rate was absolutely uh, phenomenal. Kicked three goals, um, yeah, missed another, and really had. Uh, opportunities to kick a couple more, but uh, yeah, to, to make five tackles, uh, take four marks, uh, and have eight clearances with 523 meters gained, um, with one goal assist, I thought was an absolutely fantastic effort from, from Jakey and loved his work there. Uh, but the five votes you, you couldn't go past Darcy Parish, absolutely outstanding game. Um, yeah, if someone said to you, that he would rack up 28 disposals. You go, yeah, he's had a bloody good night. Uh, but there were 28 contested positions, 43 in total. Um, 
That's with 908 metres gain, James. Absolutely huge with 13 clearances. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, the way he was able to actually move around the ground and um, you know, start showing some marking power, which, as I said before, is not something he's really known for. Like, took five marks, uh, laid three tackles, uh, had a goal assist, kicked that brilliant goal himself. Uh, but more than that, have seven score involvements, 10 intercept possessions, uh, and went at 74% uh, disposal efficiency. Absolutely fantastic. Um, and to go along with that, 15 inside 50 entries for Darcy Parish. Absolutely brilliant game. Helped kept us in it all night. Uh, deserved recipient of the medal. And, uh, you know, obviously for him, uh, he would much rather the four points than any medal. But, um, look, individually, a fantastic game from Darcy Parish, and uh, what a season he's put it together. How about yourself, mate? Um, How did you read it? Yeah, it was a uh, – it's, it's hard always to find five players, uh, especially when <laughs> uh, you, sometimes you, your team doesn't play that well. And you might have a few standouts, but to go down as far as five is sometimes more difficult. But, mm. yeah, I gave uh, my five votes, obviously, to Darcy Parrish. I found that was the easy decision, as you say, mate. It, um, yeah, 28 contested possessions, 900-plus metres gained. Um, yeah, his kicking is always going to be the the question mark. That, you know, people would like to see him improve it, but gee, it's hard to give pointers uh, to a guy who's given everything in the game. And um, yeah, quite clearly was our best player. So uh, yeah, it just goes to show what a great season he has, and he's easily the most improved player in the competition, if you ask me, mate. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, you know, and he's right up there in the coaching votes, mate. Uh, I noticed. Uh, Patrick Dangerfield actually got the most coaches' votes uh, from the two coaches, um, and Darcy Parrish was second. So just goes to show sometimes coaches see it differently. But um, yeah, for Darcy was definitely our best. Um, four votes actually gave to Jordan Ridley, mate, and I know he didn't get a whole heap of the balls, just seventeen disposals. But I thought of all those backmen who were under the most pressure, mm. and despite that goal. He probably could have avoided by tapping him through for a behind. Uh, he's just, you know, such a clear head and we really need those at the moment mm. uh, with an inexperienced back line. So yeah. I thought he played a very good game down back. Um, you know, he, he took some a number of, you know, contested marks and you know, six on the night and uh, or six in total, but a few of those were contested and we really needed him to hold up and he did. I gave three votes to Zach Merritt. I thought he you know, found a bit of the footy. Uh, whatever he – he didn't have the footy a whole heap, like you know, for him anyway, mm. but he's, the way he can assess what the best kind of kick he needs to use mm. was outstanding. He did that a number of times, these little dinky kicks that you know, go to the required margin, but by you – know, kind of demand your player to run onto them. Mm. Um, and he just, you know, really thinks his way through the game. So really good game by uh, Zach Merritt. They gave two votes to Jake Stringer. Um, probably could have got a few more, maybe, you know, um, you know kicking the three. Mm. Um, yeah, he's been in a pretty good veil of form. Um, I just gave him the two. Um, and lastly, I gave one vote to Will Snelling. Uh, first mm. game back after the hand injury. Um, I thought he did really well. Um, you know, I look, 
he's not a player that stands out to you all the time, but gee, he works hard. And I think mm-hmm. that's the thing I admire out of him. Yeah. Um, and we need a few more of those, mate, who are prepared to work. He he lacks in height. So sometimes if he has a taller opponent, well, he's not much he can do there. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, the other things he does around the ground. Like he's, he's quite a good decision maker and he had seven tackles. Um, yeah, which goes to show he's always working hard. So mm. they were my five votes. Beautiful. Yeah, well, yeah, well seen, James. So uh, I'll go through and tally him up. So um, down the bottom uh, for the total. So we've got Snelling, Shields, Stewart and Wright all sitting on two votes. Phillips on three. Redmond on four. Francis, Jones and Cox on five votes each. Draper's on six. Perkins on 10, Lankford and Hooker on 15 votes, Tippers on 18, Heppel 19, Lav on 22 votes, Stringer and McGrath on 26 votes, Jordan Ridley on 50 votes, Hind on 52, Zach Merritt on 79 votes, and now sitting out in front is Darcy Parrish on 82 Donscast medal votes, mate. Well, those two at the top are uh, really going head to head, aren't they? Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that one goes. And, um, but yeah, those two midfielders are really our standouts this year. Mm. Um, so I'm sure um, that'll be something for us to keep our eye on. And let's hope there's a few other players stealing votes off them, mate, um, as the season goes on, because um, we kind of know what to expect with those guys. We need some of the other guys to start uh, picking up and getting some votes themselves. Um, yeah, that will really stand out for us. Absolutely, mate. All right, well, why don't we have another break, mate? When we come back, we'll do our By the Numbers segment. And you're listening to Don's cast. Uh, mate, we're up to buy the numbers. Um, so we'll start with uh, Sam Draper. And he had a tough night, mate. Um, mm. Probably his low light was the one where, you know, it was unforeseen in many ways uh, where he tried to tap it through from behind and Tom Hawkins ran onto it and slammed through a goal. But, um, yeah, Geelong aren't renowned for having the best ruckman, but, uh, yeah, I just felt it was a tough game for him. And, his shot, his kicking for goal, mate, wasn't uh, a highlight of his game on the night. No, certainly wasn't. Uh, yeah, look, he's he's had a couple of tough assignments. Um, you know, as you say, look, while uh, Geelong's ruck socks might not be their their strong suit, uh, their system uh, of playing, particularly around stoppages and things like that, like it, it's uh, yeah, pretty pretty tough. And uh, you know, when you go to place like you know, Salwood, Dangefield, all these guys. Um, Guthrie, uh, all able to sort of almost read the play from your tap. Um, yeah, I'm sure Draper will learn a lot. Um, yeah, from that uh, from that experience. Uh, look, there's obviously no um, no worries about his talent, his his abilities, or anything like that. Um, but you know, when you come up against a more experienced uh, outfit, uh, they're going to know the tricks in the trade to um, basically work off you. Um, yeah, and basically make uh, your strengths work for them. Um, and, yeah, sometimes it's just not your night either. So, yeah, that that tap that 
he tried to chuck through for a point, um, gets gobbled up and they, they goal through that. Yes, I'm sure at the time it'll hurt, but um, yeah, I'm sure these are the sort of learning opportunities that Draper will take on board. And uh, we know he's a fierce competitor, hates losing. Um, so I'm sure he'll uh, you know, use that uh, to good effect going forward because uh, he won't want to make uh, mistakes like that again. Um, I didn't say that, you know, I, I don't think he, he paid all that bad. In terms of hitouts, uh, he obviously did a bit better, 34 hitouts, but um, just wasn't able to uh, make it work for us um, on the night. Um, yeah, only the seven disposals uh, managed in the end, but I've got no worries about uh, Draper. So while it was a, a fairly average game from me on the night, I'm sure it'll continue to develop and only get better from there. A man we don't have to mention too much because we've already done it. Darcy Parrish, uh, we know he had an extraordinary night, 43 disposals, the 28 contested possessions and um, that classy goal. So, yeah, uh, what a night for him. Uh, he just continues his amazing season. That's it, mate. Uh, you know, obviously you've got to get a, a new cabinet made up for all these medals he's collecting, but I'm sure the only one he cares about is that premiership medallion. And um, look, hopefully... Uh, you know, with guys like Zach Merritt signed up, um, hopefully Darcy Parrish signs up uh, in the next couple of weeks, as as you said earlier, James, as has been reported. Um, these kind of guys are going to have to drive that culture forward, that that real sort of work ethic that we need um, to drive training standards and uh, that real sort of want to win, um, not only um, like the games, but each and every single contest. And um, another fantastic game from Parrish and, yeah, looking forward to, uh, to him signing on the dotted line, mate. Kyle Langford, he, he tried his hardest, mate, but again, it wasn't one of his great nights. Um, had 17 disposals, 10 kicks, 7 handballs, uh, 3 marks, but yeah, just couldn't add to the scoreboard, which usually is a sign when he's playing well. Uh, he, can, he can go half forward and kick a goal, but mm. yeah, it was a tough, tough night for him, but he, he certainly competed. He certainly competed, but unfortunately, um, you know, he only went at like 59% disposal efficiency. And, uh, you know, we know he's a much better user of footy than that. Um, you know, we saw him, I, th- I think, honestly, like he, he was just trying in desperation to keep the ball going for us. There was a couple of times where he uh, sort of kicked the footy, tried to snap it around the body, but <laughs> like it just didn't work up. There was one that sort of almost, uh, if we were playing at Eddie had it, it would have hit the roof, I reckon. Um but, you know, we know that, um, you know, he's, uh, he's, I think he's still continuing um, to develop that true game awareness as to what he's capable of. Um, you know, I think in, in terms of the reading of the play, I think he's fine there, but um, actually growing into his capabilities and, uh, and what he is able to do as a footballer, I think he hasn't quite grasped yet. I think there's a real... Uh, a really good player in Kyle Langford. Uh, he's certainly much better than, um, yeah, I suppose the, the output that we're seeing on the night. Not that it was it was bad, but um, yeah, I think with a bit more confidence, he'll be able to uh, do a bit more on the ground for us. Uh, look, five clearances, so he's, he's starting to get a bit more midfield opportunity and uh, doing fairly well there. But uh, look, I, I'd have to say a, a fairly average night uh, for Kyle Langford against the Cats. Dev Smith, especially early, maybe he looked like he was in uh, you know better form than he had been. Mm. Yeah, you know, he showed a bit more uh, energy, and you know, 
yeah, I think uh, Dev is a player that you know, needs to be on the edge to get the best out of himself. Um, and he certainly looked like that. But, um, yeah, I just think he's another one that, as the game got harder, it got harder for him as well. And yeah. probably didn't see a lot of him in the second half as well. So, yeah, just the 12 disposals, nine kicks, three ambles, um, four tackles. So, you know, um, we know that he's playing in that no man's land sometimes, half forward, which, uh, you know, forward pocket. That's always hard when your team's not having good forward entries to get a lot of the ball. And, mm. you know, that kind of continued. That was the theme of the night for him. Yeah, it was, mate. Uh, he was another one whose disposal efficiency uh, needed some work. 58% he went at. And, you know, for mine, like, I think he is quite a good user of the footy, uh, but just needs to, I don't know, maybe slow it down a bit or, um, you know, think through uh, the play rather than uh, just trying to burst through. Um, uh, you know, I think at times he can get a bit over-enthusiastic, over which, um, you know, you love. Uh, generally, that uh, he's obviously got that white line feeder, um, but you have to think of, um, you know, what's what's sort of best for the team um, as opposed to what might seem like the best thing in the moment. Uh, look, did have a goal assist um, and had two scoring opportunities himself, but wasn't able to make um, any good use of those. And I sort of wonder whether, um, you know, he's he had a couple of no-dos before the, the game started and obviously that's what... Um, yeah, because he started quite well, but then as the game wore on, uh, he became less and less uh, impactful in the contest. So, yeah, I'd have to say overall that uh, another average night for Dev Smith. Um, yeah, hopefully he can uh, yeah get his body right and start firing again because um, certainly when he is up and about, he's a he's a real player for us. Yeah, Zach Merritt. Uh, we both gave votes, mate. So it was a fairly good performance from him. He had. Uh, yeah, he's 36 disposals. Um, unbelievable uh, the amount of positions these guys are getting. Um, 21 kicks, 15 ambles, five marks, um, a couple of tackles as well. Oh, yeah, seven, seven tackles. tackles. Seven yeah. tackles, sorry, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, that goal was really, you know, a nice touch for him as well. So, yeah, he had a pretty de- reasonable game. And, uh, you know, with him and Darcy Parrish, you know, fulfilling their end of the bargain. They just need a bit more help, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just, and it's those, uh, I think the forward line brings really needs to structure up, um, yeah, appropriately, as I sort of mentioned earlier, because uh, I guess while it's, uh, I suppose, easier to say, you know, the midfielders should be feeding it to the forwards, equally the forwards need to be working to, um, you know, make things easy. I mean, I mean you saw for Geelong, um, you know, they basically have a bloke one man out, whether it's Jaron Cameron or whether it was, you know, Tom Hawkins, um, where the midfielders could deliver it beautifully to them. They'd, they'd have a couple of metres space on their opponent. Um, and that's just what we weren't able to provide. Like at no stage did you see, you know, Hooker out on his own or Jones out on his own, uh, able to take easy marks. So, um, yeah, certainly Zach Merritt, um, his, his ability to kick inside 50s has been brilliant. His ability to think through traffic has been fantastic. Um, but certainly it's a it's forward lines, a uh, forward line that needs to uh, step up now. And uh, yeah, hopefully that's a, that's a big area of improvement that the, the boys are working on. And now surprise selection, uh, even though he had some good form in the VFL, uh, Tom Cutler, mate. Uh, you've been surprised with him being in the side firstly, but 
he didn't do anything to... Yeah, one of the things that criticisms were given him, and, and as I said, we don't like to whack our own players, but um, he's not renowned for being an overly physical player or a player mm. that will do the hard things, tackling and so forth. And I want to read these possessions for you, mate, and just have a glance at them. If that's, that's your criticism and you want to hold your spot, if you had five kicks, eight handballs, one mark and one tackle, mm. you know, now I'm thinking this is a guy who's playing for his career, right? This is his mm-hmm. last year of his contract. Yeah. I just don't see that desperation um, or, you know, yeah, you know, the the tackling something that, well, if you're a good runner like he is, um, you should be able to amass more than one tackle. I I think he should be able to in the game. And um, I said I, I always feel I'm being harsh on him, but to be frank, I haven't seen anything to to make me put on the brakes, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think yeah, at the end of the day, we'll, like you've only got a certain amount of spots in your list. Um, Certainly, uh, you know, for Tom Cutler, Cutler, he's, he's got to be playing for his career. Um, you know, he's been dropped to the VFL a number of times this year. Um, he was emergency for a, for a number of times um, and didn't get to go out of the park. So, you know, he has to know that he's not in our best 22 currently, um, that he is fighting for position there. And, you know, if you if you're coming into the side, I get it. Obviously, there's a, a massive difference between VFL and AFL level footy, so he gets a bit of grace there. But uh, tackling is is one of those things that you don't need you don't really need skill for. Um, all you need is that that effort and determination to try to make an impact. And for one tackle uh, for the night, uh, you know, from seventy four percent of game time, he certainly had ample opportunity. Um, playing that sort of wing type role, he was only able to affect 137 metres gain. So you, you couldn't say that he's um, he's fulfilled uh, the requirements of that role um, at all, really. There, uh, and of his uh, 13 disposals, James, uh, like yes, he went at yeah 84.6 percent disposal efficiency, but when uh, you know eight of those were were handballs. Um, uh, and only five of those kicks, and and kicking is is one of his real strengths. He, he's got an absolute, you know, cannon of a boot on him, uh, but just not using that to effect. So um, all these tools that we know he has in his kit bag, his running power, uh, his height, um, yeah, yeah, he's he's quite a well built guy, um, but just not able to put that physicality out on the park. That's one thing that um, you know you really need to work on in the VFL. Uh, sounded like he did to a degree, uh, but just wasn't able to put it out on the night. I sure hope for him that uh, his next effort, um, you know, we see a few more stats in that tackle box uh, because really um, I don't see him continuing uh, you know, to be on the list if um, if that's going to be his output when we bring him in. Yeah, I agree. And as you say, mate, he's got, that, he's got a lethal weapon of a boot, mm. but... Um... We haven't seen it. Like he's not, you know. I, I would, even if he was bombing at seventy and it was coming out of our forward line just as fast, mm. I can almost wear that because at least he's trying to attack. But yeah. we're not seeing that. We're just seeing like almost like playing it safe. Um, mm-hmm. 
and I just think he's got to use his strengths. And um, as I agree with you, mate, he has to do more than one tackle when he plays a you know a, a full match of footy. He's not a sub; he's playing the full game. Um, mm. And if you play time on the wing and so forth, um, you, know, you need to be able to get to the cold face. So, yeah, let's hope uh, Tom Cutler. You know, because like we said, we, we don't want to pot our own players. It's certainly not why we do this podcast. Um, is to have a chance to whack into guys, but we have to give some criticism when you know perceived criticism. And yeah, all right, we we sit on the sidelines. And it's easy for us to give it, but ultimately we love the footy club, and um, you know we've seen enough footy to know you know what's the expectations are from us on our players and we just want to see players who bust their gut and will do anything to see the Bombers win. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, he's taking on the lessons he's getting from his coaches and that, but they must see something in him, mate, to um, give him an opportunity, you know? Um, yeah. Well, I think he's got all the attributes for an AFL level footy. Like he's a really fit guy, really good runner. I'm sure he tests really well. Um but, you know, being an athlete um, is quite different to, to being an AFL footballer. Um, yep, yeah, says me sitting on the couch. But uh, mm. <laughs> it's uh, like they're the thing. So he does have the attributes absolutely to be an AFL um, footy player. But, uh, yeah, just not putting it out there on the park, mate. And as you say, we're on the sideline. But also we're not getting paid you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to play a sport we love. Mm. So, um, you know, we do get to have a right to have a say as a member, um, you know, of, of what we see. Um, Nick Cox, as you said, mate, he looks a little bit uh, tired as the season's gone on. And let's mm. face it, he's played every match. Yeah. Even when they tried to manage him one day, um, we actually had an injury that uh, it was through Devin Smith and he came back on the ground. So um, it might be time, you know, to to put on the sub vest again, mate, or the red top. And, yeah, because I, I just think he he looks, especially the last couple of weeks, he looks like he's uh, having real trouble getting into the game. Um, yeah. And that may just be, you know, he's just exhaustion. There's a lot of people talk about these young players that they really hit the wall around the around 15 mark. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, and you've got to remember, he didn't play any footy last year due to COVID. Mm. So, uh, he's had an amazing season, yeah. um, and it'd be no criticism if he was to have a break. But um, same token, um, if he's fit to go, I guess I'll give him another run. But uh, yeah, he certainly took a long time to get into the game. I think uh, in the first three quarters, mate, I think he had three possessions to the game. So yeah. um, we just weren't getting. He wasn't finding the footy. Yeah, and I think that that really sums it up for me. I mean, yeah, was, I really, I don't think. Um, there's any benefit to critiquing his game too much. The bloke is just exhausted. Um, that's just how he how he looked, um, and certainly the way he played. Um, yeah, obviously, we've got no worries about him. He's an absolute um, absolute freak. What he will be able to do, do for us in the future will be excellent. Um, but you know, um, yeah, he's a he's a young bloke. He's he's got a lot of development to go. Um, so hopefully, at least got a. Uh, a bit of an education um, watching the Geelong players, um, how hard they run, the patterns they ran, um, and how they're able to uh, extract and use the footy at will. Um, is, hopefully that's something he's able to watch and observe and, and learn from. Um, 
but yeah, a pretty average game from him. Uh, Matt's not not base an effort or anything like that. The bloke is just absolutely spent. So uh, yeah, I reckon it's time for a, a rest for Jordan Ridley and I mean, sorry, Nick Cox rather. And uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah, might even see another another couple of boys uh, put on the vest as well because uh, yeah, certainly some tired young blokes out there. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, a bloke I gave second best on, and, and maybe you know on stats and so forth, he, he might not stand out. But I, I thought he had a really good game. Yep. Jordan Ridley. Um, you know, he really took some contested marks, and you know, his kicking's always pretty good, and you know, he set us up pretty well uh, under a lot of its you know pressure mm. from the Cats. But yeah. um, you know, as we said last week, mate, he just seems to be finding his feet again. Um, he's really, you know, coming good this second half of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, he's so so dependable for us. Um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, not much more we can say about Jordan Ridley. I mean, it's the same week in, week out. We know he's going to put forward an, an excellent contest. We know he's going to make life hard for his opponent. Um, and for a bloke who's played less than 50 games, Jamie, he structures us up so well. Um, yeah, he seems to just... Um, show so much composure and um, yeah just such good ball use as well um, yeah it'd be great if we had more players in the Jordan Ridley mould um, but uh, look uh, another great game from Jordan Ridley and uh, yeah certainly love watching him go out there for the red and black mate yeah, for a lot of the night he played on Gary Rowan and really gave him a bit of a bath I thought so um, considering how much balls Geelong had in their forward 50, a uh, really good game. Um, yeah, Jaden Laverde, he didn't get a lot of the footy, but he still had 12 disposals, like seven kicks and five handballs, mm. four marks. Mm. Uh, but it was a tough night for all our defenders. And uh, he certainly gave his all like he does, but um, yeah, it was a bit harder for him against that Geelong attack. Yeah, it was, uh, but was able to amass six intercept possessions. But obviously, for our defenders, it's not the necessarily possessions that, that tells the story. It's uh, you know the the spoils. It's uh, you know the the positioning um, to you know sort of outwork their man or um, you know be able to get their hands on the footy first. So I think this was um, probably like I, I think he still had a very really solid game, but I think up against a, a very solid Geelong unit. Uh, this was one where uh, perhaps his, um, uh, not necessarily his, his lack of experience down back, because I think he quits himself quite well, but it was just um, where he's, I suppose, his body size and um, how he's uh, just didn't allow him to um, uh, sort of compete uh, like at the same level as some of those guys like you know, Jeremy Cameron. He's an absolute... Um, like he's not only is he tall, he's got a great reach on him, but he's also got a great aerobic capacity. Jaden Laverde, he's a great athlete, but I don't think he's got that same running power. Uh, likewise with um, you know Tom Hawkins, uh, he's the bloke's an absolute unit. Um, and while Jaden Laverde is he's quite quite a strong guy, um, I don't think there's anyone who can match uh, Tom Hawkins for. Uh, for strength, um, but also Tom Hawkins, like he, he does a lot of running as well. So, um, in terms of a, uh, a direct matchup for Laverde, I think he found a little bit hard on the night, but he still gave it his all. I thought he had a, a fairly solid game for us and uh, certainly done himself no disservice. That's right. Uh, Archie Perkins, he's another one, mate, who's um, 
you know, found it going tough on the night. Um, he got four tackles, which I thought was pretty commendable. But, um, yep. yeah, just, you know, only the three kicks and five handballs. But, uh, yeah, tough, tough night uh, for all our young guys, really. Um, and as I said, uh, yeah, definitely a player there. Just needs a bit of a break. Yeah, absolutely. And But this is the thing we, we talk about, you know, when you're looking at Tom Cutler, mate, like uh, because Archie Perkins, yeah, while he wasn't um, able to get his hands on the footy a whole lot, what he did think he was, like, all right, what can I do? I can tackle. Um, you know, to lay four tackles, it's not a bad effort. I only played the 64% of game time as well. So um, obviously they're trying to manage his, his load there. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm sure he sort of watched... Um, yeah, he spent a little bit of time in the in the midfield in the back half, if I remember correctly. Uh, and he would have learned a lot from watching some of those guys, you know, like the Selwoods, the Dangerfields, uh, the Guthries, um, you know, all these guys and how they're able to read the footy, their body positioning, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm sure he'll just be lapping that up. Because um, while his output wasn't fantastic on the night, um, you know, I think the one thing we always have to keep in mind with these younger players is it's exposure they're getting um, that will really help the development later on because, uh, you know, as we go into the preseason, uh, they'll have in the back of their mind, all right, uh, if that's the level I want to get to, this is the level of work I need to actually do. Um, so games like this, um, you know, will just be excellent for their uh, development going forward, uh, even though, you know, they didn't have a huge amount of kicks on the night. Yeah. Um, James Stewart, he had a bit of a, a nightmare do- night, really. Um, not through you know, playing terribly badly, but just mm. his opponent just seemed to be able to find ways to score. And, yeah. Um, yeah, he, I guess that's the life of the defender, isn't it, mate? Um, unfortunately, it's uh, sometimes the rub of the green, how quickly they uh, get the ball inside 50. And um, yeah, you can see the frustration in him. Uh, but yeah, he certainly tried his hardest as, as we expect all our players to, and certainly wasn't a bad effort, but it was definitely a tough night for him. Yeah, oh, like he's actually one I really felt for, and um, yeah, I'm sure, yeah, it probably would have been slightly controversial, but I actually considered giving him a vote, mate, because the one thing that really impressed me about James Stewart is yeah, he got, I know, at least five goals I can think of kicked on him on the night. He never dropped his bundle. He always kept uh, presenting. Um, yeah, he stood up. Ended up taking eight marks, James, and like with the sort of eight intercept possessions, uh, and actually had three score involvements as well. Used the ball at eighty-four point six percent disposal efficiency. Um, so he was able to, um, you know, use the ball to good effect when he got it. Um, and actually had us, uh, you know, 366 metres gained. So, you know, while he, like you'd have to say, he was uh, pretty soundly beaten on the night, uh, not once did he uh, throw his hands up in the air and say, no, it's too hard. He kept presenting, and um, that to me is a really commendable trait for a a bloke who is still learning that craft. Um, And certainly one thing that we have to take into account is... uh, you know, Geelong made their shots count. Jeremy Cameron, when he had that run, just looked like he couldn't miss. Tom Hawkins, when he started firing, looked like he couldn't miss. Ended up with a six goals there. So he was up against some very, very good opponents. Um, 
and I think you know, it, as much as uh, yeah, the, the poor bloke would have thought, bloody hell, what can I do here? Um, I actually thought he stood up for us um, on the night. Um, so I thought a commendable performance from James Stewart. Yeah, um, Nick Hind uh, found it going pretty tough for him on the night. Like, uh, it wasn't one of his best games, but like I said, he's still, you know, been a, a great, a great pickup for us. And um, yeah, I think Geelong had done a bit of work into him, making sure that he didn't have uh, run. But he still had twenty-one disposals, fourteen kicks, seven handballs, seven marks. So all his work rate, and we talked about it earlier, mate. That one where he. Yeah, prevented a goal from going through. Um, so, yeah, you have to admire his work rate. Uh, just that he couldn't get as free as you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, he, his effort's always going to be there. Um, yeah, that that brilliant uh, sort of save goal um, early in the game. Um, but, yeah, like Geelong just um, cramped him up. They didn't allow him to have his running game. Uh, so I think that's something he's obviously going to have to work at, uh, which I think we've noticed previously. But, you know, his actual um, effort was was quite good. He ended up taking seven marks, which is, uh, yeah, which is really good for him. Shows he's continuing to present um, an option for us. Um, and also ended up with eight intercept possessions as well as four score involvements. Um, so, you know, he certainly... Um, uh, made his impact, felt on the game, uh, but just, you know, it was one of those nights where he couldn't always make him count. But, uh, you know, I, I thought he still played uh, fairly solid for us. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, Peter Wright, mate, um, found it go- they're going pretty tough on the night. But, yeah, he's he's fulfilling his role as a second ruck up, ruckman, I thought. Um, just uh, he had that nightmare kick where he kind of leaned back and, Scrubbed it, um, you know, when he lost his footing. Mm. But um, like, yeah, I think he's done pretty well as a as a um, as a second ruckman. But he just, you know, couldn't add to the scoreboard really. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I guess that's a that's the thing. Like, we know he's capable. Like, he had that uh, breakout game against North, uh, I think it was. Uh, but since then. Uh, has shown small signs, like there are a couple of, um, or at least one mark he, he took in the night. Um, and he has been serviceable as that second, uh, that sort of backup Ruckman option. Um, but apart from that, a fairly quiet night for us, mate. I, I would like to see him do more for us around the grounds, uh, you know, particularly when our marking just wasn't working for us. Uh, we needed someone to give us that outlet uh, to you know, present better options than we had. Um, so, I'll look, I, I think it was a fairly average game from Peter Wright. I'll, it's certainly not through a lack of effort. You know, he's um, um, he's certainly putting his all out there for us. I've got no question about that. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, just um, you know, not quite the level we, we need from him. Um, but I'm sure, uh, you know, tracking the boys will be backing him in and hopefully he thrives with that confidence to... Um, yeah, I suppose keep it getting better. Yeah. Now the captain, Darcy Parrish, you found a vote for him, mate. And uh, the uh, Captain Dyson Apple, I think. No, <laughs> <laughs> mate, what am I doing? Um yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, Dyson Apple. <laughs> good pickup, mate. Um uh yeah, he had a really good game. He said you found a vote for him, mate, and he uh definitely had a lot on his plate down back. Uh 
he wasn't beaten individually, I didn't think. Um, and he certainly had to try and keep his spirits up of his backmen uh, because they were all at sea at times. Uh, you know, it's long, you know, kicking him a number of goals in a row and, you know, trying to give him the confidence and, and keep their heads up, um, you know, is a thing that shouldn't be underestimated for a captain to do. Yeah, absolutely. As I said earlier, like I thought he had a quite an important game for us uh, to, you know, keep that um, backline functioning, um, you know, when it looked like they were going to split us open. So uh, I thought he played a really important role for us on the night. Um, you know, while individually it wasn't a, uh, a standout game in terms of the things he did on the field, I think he you know, like obviously played uh, really solidly for us, but it was that leadership that um, really stood out for me on the night. So, yeah, I thought he had a, a really solid game for us. Yeah. Um, now, Harry Jones, now he's had a number of games like this, mate, where he's just the five disposals. Um, but you can still see when he flies for his marks, he, yeah, he's a, <laughs> he makes the most of his opportunities now. You know, when he gets a shot at goal, he, he's able to generally kick it. Um, but in these wet conditions and, uh, you know, especially with the dewy ball, he, he's actually uh, had a really tough night against, it must be said, a, a very experienced back line. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it was positioning. Um, you know, Geelong didn't allow him to, to have a full run at the footy often. Um, so very limited involvement. Uh, only managed only five disposals. But as you said, mate, kicked a goal, had a goal assist as well. So, um, uh, and I think the, the thing that really impresses me with Harrison Jones is like, while he had, only has a few possessions a game, uh, it never seems like he's completely out of the contest. Like he made four tackles, James. Um, so, you know, he's always thinking not only offensively, but defensively as well. What can I do uh, to help Essendon uh, try to win this match? Uh, so I'm sure, you know, in terms of you know, leading patterns, in terms of, uh, you know, where he, where he moves to, um, uh, you know, all these sorts of things. He'll learn, um, you know, from the forward coaches and uh, hopefully the other coaches as well. Uh, his body positioning, like, he's still got to develop because um, he's still quite light in frame. Um, but there's an absolutely a player there, James. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, he, he demonstrates he's got the smarts for it, um, but it's just being able to develop that body, develop that experience and, and uh yeah, I suppose that uh, footy IQ to start making his impact truly known. But, um, yeah, certainly no worries uh, from mine, uh, despite the the lack of uh, huge numbers from him on the night. Yeah, now Jake Stringer, uh, both gave him votes. Good game by him, three goals. Uh, he's getting there, mate. He, uh, you know, he's really working hard for that contract extension. Um, <laughs> and he certainly, uh, you know, from his output, he's uh, certainly worthy of a, a good deal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when he's when he's on, he just shows what an important uh, player he can be for us. Like the last three weeks, he's been pretty good, like racking up over twenty possessions each game. Um, you know, having a number of goals. Uh, so, uh, you know, while he's sort of known as more of a burst player, he's able to show that in more, I suppose. Uh, like lengthier, lengthier uh, duration, um, and certainly there's moments in the game where he tries to take it on himself, which is, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, as I said before, like to kick the three goals, have a goal assist as well, uh, brings other guys into the game, uh, have eight clearances 
uh, which is huge. Five tackles. Um, so that defensive side of his game is absolutely, um, you know, gone to another level for mine. Um, I thought he had a really important game for us. Yes, uh, of course, I wish he made more of some of those opportunities. But as I said before, um, other players might not even get those opportunities. So, um, yeah, certainly, uh, Jakey, whether he's playing for a contract or um, or not, um, he's certainly showing um, what he's. Uh, his, his true abilities out of the football park and um, that's all we can really ask uh, for him because he certainly helped uh, keep us in the game um, for a while there but uh, unfortunately it's it's never a one game uh, a one man uh, game uh, it needs a bit more help so uh, certainly I hope he gets that in the future but I thought he had a, a very good game for us on the night uh, Kyle Hooker that was probably one of his toughest games, I think. Um, just couldn't have an impact at all. Uh, you know, we know how strong Geelong's backline is, but he's it's like he's hit a wall, mate. Yeah. Um, he's looking pretty tired, and um, yeah, he he started the season really well. You know, his first ten rounds really well, but I, I reckon these last five are, you know, he's still got his strong marking, but you know, unless he finds a little bit more space, he's always going to find that hard when you've got two blokes, you know, jumping over you. Mm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he handles this back end because he'd be playing for another year, mate, if you, you know, he's got to convince the club he's worthy of that. And mm. I think this next block of games, the seven games to go, um, he's the one who's, you know, almost playing for his um contract for next year as well you know mm. because um we do need a key forward yep. and the first you know 10 or 11 rounds he, he did a great job but I, I think the last three or four have been much tougher for him yeah they certainly have mate um and as you say like he he's looking tired um so it's a it's a very long season um and uh yeah, it's uh, like the thing that stood out for mine, like he, he didn't register a single kick on the night um, and not a single mark either. So, um, you know, if you're, if you're a forward and you didn't get either one of those, uh, it makes things a bit difficult. But as you say, he's playing against some very good deponent, opponents, rather, um, but did make three tackles. So he, he wasn't completely out of the game, but... Um, Certainly wasn't able to make any real impact. Um, actually, had minus eight meters gained, um, so yeah, gave up ground. But did have one goal assist, so um, uh, which was good. But yeah, apart from that, uh, very average game from Kale Hooker. Um, you know, obviously doesn't reflect on him, um, you know, as a, as a player or as a person. Um, but yeah, just based on output. Um, Obviously, need more from that, and I hope I'm hoping he can turn it around. Obviously, uh, you know, uh, you know, four or five weeks ago, uh, we would have been saying absolutely he can go around again. But you know, these last three weeks, as you say, James, just been very tough for him. So uh, hopefully, he can break that slump against Adelaide next week. Uh, but uh, yeah, just didn't work for him on the night. Yeah, that's right. Um... Mason Redmond, I thought he had a tough game too, mate. He, um, you know, he's another effort-based player who always has that in spades. Mm. But um, yeah, I just think that he uh, he struggled on the night. He just wasn't as effective as he could be. Yeah, yeah, it was a funny old night for Mason Redmond. Um, 
you know, had the 12 disposals, um, eight kicks, and managed to get us 291 metres gained and went at 83% disposal efficiency. So by the sounds of it, you know, not too bad. Uh, four intercept possessions, uh, four contested possessions, but really for mine, didn't make a, a huge impact on the game. Like for Mason Redmond to register zero tackles, um, you know, it doesn't seem like he was 100%. Uh, for mine, I'd have to say a fairly, you know, sort of average game based on output. Um, but as I said, like Geelong's forward line structured up and uh, actually worked for each other so well. I'm, I'm sure at times we were all uh, all about the place for who to pick up. Um, so difficult game for our defenders, but uh, yeah, I, I still believe there's a, a real player in Mason Redmond, so I've got no concerns about him going forward. No. Um, Braden Ham, uh, mate. I, I, there's another one of those quiet games he has, uh, mm. and you know we've talked about his lack of awareness with the uh, Dangerfield tackle, and uh, he had a cut. He had a shot at goal, I remember, and he made a mess of that. Um, so it just wasn't his night. Uh, the club and the coach are backing him in. Obviously, they're trying to. You know, fast track his development. They're trying to give him as many games as they can, but um, yeah, sometimes I I wonder, you know, would he benefit from a bit of a break? Yeah, it's a it's a funny one because I I think he's one of those players that if he dropped into the VFL, I'm not sure he'd absolutely dominate. Um, it's like I think he the problem is I think he can be quite a classy user of the footy. I think he's a really good runner. Um, he's obviously got the aerobic capacity and. Uh, the running patterns to be able to get there. But it's that, um, I suppose, uh, more um, physical side of the game that he still needs to work on, um, whether that's a result of his actual, uh, you know, actual, uh, you know, physical nature. Like he, he still needs that uh, more sort of, you know, muscle development stuff in his upper body particularly. Um, but, uh, yeah, it just seems like the contested stuff um, is not his forte. Um, you know, he, do, he is trying harder. Like he registered the three tackles on the night. Uh, but really, uh, for a bloke of his fitness level and uh, abilities, I, I'd certainly expect a lot more uh, than eight possessions um, and 103 metres gained when you're playing a wing position where your job is to bring it from one side of the ground to the other, at least convey that. Um, and he's got a booming kick on him too. So I, I think he's absolutely capable of so much more. Um, so that's where the frustration comes for mine uh, when he has games like this, where he you know, effectively becomes a passenger for us um, because we can't, like, we don't have the luxury of carrying so many blokes um, when, um, you know, really what we need is, is more blokes to, you know, sort of pull the sleeves up and um, and help guys like, you know, Merritt, Parrish, um, you know, string up blokes who are, you know, busting their gut to try and get the ball going forward for us. Uh, I think Bradenham's capable of so much more than he's currently putting out there on the park and I'm hoping the coaches are working with him to help that come to fruition uh, because it hasn't come out as of yet. No. Um, now, Mac Wealthy's credited with a game, mate. And he was probably stiff to be dropped after nine, nine tackles. Um, mm. uh, but, yeah, I'm sure he'll get another run on Friday uh, against the Crows. Uh, but not much more we can add <laughs> about that. Um, yeah, then we were up to... Will Snelling. 
Oh, Will Snelling, yeah, he returned after injury, mate. Uh, so I actually found a vote for him. He always does your little one percenters, and uh, he's a hard-working player. Mm. Thirteen kicks, eleven handballs, uh, two marks, and the seven tackles. So yeah, that shows you what kind of work rate he has. Uh, he's welcome addition, but uh, he didn't get a lot of free ball, and I, yeah. I think he can be a good user of the footy when he finds that space. Um, but obviously Geelong, you know, play quite a competitive game or contested game. And uh, a lot of his kicks were, you know, in traffic. Yeah, they were. I think he's sort of a, a victim that we don't have a lot of guys who do that hard stuff um, because he is one of those guys. He's when he gets the pill, he's generally in and under. Like he actually registered five clearances for the night, which is a, a fair effort, I thought. Um, you know, and you you look at you know, he had twelve contested possessions for the game, Jane. Like that's that's pretty bloody good. Um, when it just over seventy percent disposal efficiency, he had two tackles inside fifty, two intercept possessions, and three score involvements. So, uh, for a bloke playing that sort of uh, you know, it's a forward pocket slash forward flank kind of role there. I think he absolutely did his job. Uh, those seven tackles are absolutely huge for him. Um, but it, it's just the nature of his game doing that sort of in-under stuff. You don't often – he doesn't stand out um, to you, certainly not on the uh, on the TV screen as someone who's having a, a big game. Certainly it was a surprise to me that he racked out the 24 disposals. Um, I think he had a really solid game for us on the night. Is someone that I – nearly found a vote for um, because I think, you know, those games that he had out, that's where you realise, gee, that's what we're missing. Um, you know, we're missing a few more of those blue-collar players and uh, he's certainly one that brings his effort week in, week out for us. Um, it would be good if we are able to get a few more blokes like, you know, your call bales that are able to extract the footy, able to dish it out to Will Snelling, who we've seen, um, shows a lot of composure with the footy generally when he's got it, um, because that's when I think we'll we'll see the best out of Will Snelling when he's able to you know rotate between guys like that. Uh, but I thought he had a, a you know, very solid game for us on the night. Tipper kicked a couple of goals uh, in the first quarter. Uh, found the going tough after that, but uh, he certainly always puts a lot of pressure on the ball. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, had a number of tackles. Uh, one of those resulting in one of his goals, which is uh, fantastic. Uh, and those two goals he kicked were, were very classy. Um, but it's just one of those things, because our forward line is so dysfunctional, just wasn't able to get a lot of um, opportunity. Like only the seven disposals in the end, uh, but six of those were uh, were kicks. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess um, the thing for mine, like I thought his, uh, his disposal wasn't... Uh, fantastic on the night, like he went at 57% disposal efficiency. Uh, but noting though that five of his seven disposals were contested possessions, um, obviously pretty hard for him um, on the night, so I had to sort of rush him out. Um, yeah, I, I think he, you know, if you if you said at the start of the night, Tip is going to kick two goals, you'd have taken that, gone, yep, that's pretty good for a, a small forward. I think he's, uh, yeah able to do uh, a bit more than that, but um, look, just starved of opportunities uh, at the end of the day. And uh, that's where we need our forward line to, yeah, continue to um, uh, to develop because currently we're not functioning as a, as a solid unit down there. Uh, but 
yeah, I'm sure he'll get better um, as a uh, as a forward line. Um, yeah, works together more as a as a unit. Yeah, um, yeah. Alec Waterman, he's another one that found it going really tough, mate. Um, mm. Had a few goes at goal, but um, you know he got a behind and one that didn't quite make the distance. But uh, so I guess he's use of the footy that needs a little bit of work, especially going inside 50. Yep. Um, and a couple of times he's really coughed it up and um, it's really been bad going back the other way um, for him uh, in the last couple of weeks. So, you know, I guess that, you know, 56%, the efficiencies of his kicks, um, you know, he'd want to get that up a bit. And, yeah, I, I guess he'd like to have a bit more impact on the scoreboard itself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think his decision making at times um, is a bit wanting. I think, I think he's caught between what he like, what he's actually capable of, and, and what he thinks um, you know might be the team thing to do. Um, because certainly he's he's got a booming left peg, and he's generally a pretty good kicker the footy. Um, so those opportunities where he might get the footy, I'd like to see him. Um, you know, back himself a bit more and uh, try to kick the goal as opposed to, um, you know, getting caught in two minds and the ball ended up, you know, effectively in no man's land or order even directly in uh, into Cat's hands there. So, um, look, hopefully he gets a lot more confidence training with the boys. Um, you know, I think realistically uh, to sort of come in and, uh, and perform a role but be in and out due to yeah, a number of reasons, whether it's whether it's form, injury, or anything like that. It's it's difficult, particularly in your first season, you're trying to cement your, your spot there. Um, I think there's still a player there, um, but we just need to, to back him in um, and uh, yeah, give him that opportunity at a number of games consistently, and, and hopefully it uh, comes up with rewards. But, uh, yeah, certainly a fairly average game from my reading on the night. Yeah, and I think that's it, isn't it, mate? That's it. When we got through. So, um, as I said, it's always not as fun to talk about the, the games after a loss, mm. um, especially when we've lost two in a row against good sides, it must be said. But um, I guess all we can do now is look forward to Friday. Uh, you've got a very winnable game against the Eagles, uh, especially with Tex Walker most likely out of the side. Um, yeah, I think this is a... A good opportunity for us to get back on the winners list, um, and you know it's at home. You know we finally get back to Marvel, um, and let's hope we can go out there and you know get that percentage back over over a hundred percent, mate. Because uh, it dropped under a hundred percent after the loss to Geelong, um, and as you say, we may not make finals, but I think that's part of the thing that I'm really going to be pleased with is. Yeah, because some of our percentage is in previous years might have been pretty woeful, you know. Yeah. We just haven't been able to contain the other sides. And when we have losses, we have big losses. Mm. And alternatively, when we win, it's usually, you know, by narrow margins. So, of course, yeah. that leads to a low percentage. So um, let's hope we can start to consolidate on some of these games we should win. But, um, yeah, that's all to be said for next week. So... Uh, anything else you wanted to finish with, mate? 
No, mate, just uh, yeah, looking forward to a couple of signings when they when they come along and get announced, mate. And uh, yeah, until then, we'll uh, hope for a, um, a good run of uh, form from the boys. We've got, what, six games all in Melbourne uh, coming up, you know, the next five at, at Eddie Had at least, I think. Um, so, yeah, we should be in for a fair shake to, uh, to win a number of those, hopefully all of them, of course. But, um, yeah, that's... That's all I've got. So certainly looking forward to the game against the Crows. Yeah, and just quickly, uh, our uh, BFL women did a great thing, mate. Um, they made they won a final, so they've really? made it to the final four, mate. So um, they got a big game against Collingwood, I think it is this week. Um, you know, so really good effort by the uh, by the ladies there. So well done. And the VFL men, mate, they got a bit of a pasting by the, the Cats as well. So Mm. Um, as I said, we know our depth's really been tested at BFL level. So all up, it was uh, a bright spot for the, the ladies to make the that semi-final. I think it is against Collingwood, and of course, um, you know, I was a bit down for the the men this week. But uh, let's hope uh, we all have wins next week, and we can talk about that next week. So thank you, and go Bombers, go Dons. <laughs>